0: Hello, everyone. This is B.B. Peters with Dr. Andrea gould Marks, and we're, of course, our Boom Talk Media, and we're so excited to be talking today about life, right? Life in general, life as we know it now, adapting to life, moving forward in life. So many things are going on in our life, in our lives around us. Welcome to the program. Dr. Andrea, how are you feeling today?
1: I'm feeling fine and I'm really happy for us to be talking about this new kind of normal and maybe to give our listeners a bit of a preview of what we want to talk about upcoming this fall. I think that the changes and the transitions that have touched each and every one of us is really what's up these days. This is a time where a large proportion of people might agree that we're all going through changes of one sort or another. So we'll be going into further detail about that because it's a rich and important topic.
0: I love talking about this because it really um, clarifies what it is that we have as a purpose, as a mission in our lives to deliver to our listeners. And while this is our official mission, which states we create socially conscious programming and experiences that resonate with the heart, providing optimum well-being at individual and collective levels. That is based on the our initial premise some five years ago that learning and connection are the very top two points. Ideas that provide longevity and well-being, and that's what we're about. We're about to, uh, we're about delivering that essence. But what is our actual goal, Doctor Andrea?
1: Well, right now, our actual goal is to deliver some relief, to to radiate some of the unique insights that we've gathered during our time of being participants in this time of change and transition and given that that's been an area of interest for me for pretty much forever i think we have a lot to share going forward because there's so many aspects of both of those things because we didn't start with transition we started with change and back in march of 2020 all of a sudden we're here like okay folks we're changing and doors he, are
0: opening right the doors are opening now it's time to go out there
1: right and multitudes squeezed through this door of having to think before we you know look before you leap we had to think before we went out we had to remember our masks we had to remember our, hand sanitizer. We had to remember to be social distancing. We had to remember so many things that weren't habitual for us. So we had the opportunity to begin changing habits and to, and to create new habits and to create preparedness, which we didn't have to do before. And I'm not even mentioning some of the psychological byproducts of that. like. I will.
0: I know you're okay. not, but I will okay. uh, because That's you're the time. psychologist, right? But what I wanted to add was that our discoveries uh, about the uniquely healing insights, those aren't just that we um, glam onto from reading books or from being out in nature. Those are based on a structured delivery of insights and help that you provide in your practice. So you have this amazing group of clients that you see, and you're able to understand more personally and more clearly what the issues are. You and I talk about this all the time, but you have actual, how should I say, laboratory cases, right, that deliver to you those needs, those pains, those things that need to get healed right now. And that's what's so exciting about providing this information to our listeners.
1: Yeah, I like to think about it as individual differences because we're going through it at the same time as every other person is going through it. And because we're good interviewers and because of our curiosity, there really is no difference between this year. Between the kinds of things that a client might seek out and, you know, a general person in the population might bring to, you know, might bring to our attention because of what they're experiencing. And as I was starting to say before, there became a habit of preparedness, you know, where remembering our masks or carrying them in our purses or hanging them on a windshield became a part of life. I remember I stuck a whole like a first aid kit with rubber gloves and hand sanitizers and stacks of masks in my car because I didn't need them in my house. I needed a few in my house. Like what if the UPS person came? You know, <laughs> did we have and, oh yes, and this and the antibacterial spray. So I just use that as an example of setting up a brand new habit that we haven't ever had before. But because of that demand and because of the universality of it, we really get an up-close microscopic view of making and breaking habits, or rather breaking and making new habits, which is critical to the process of change.
0: It is most definitely critical. and. You know, one might expect that, OK, the pandemic is kind of over now, even though we have the variants and all of that. But those who are vaccinated, like you and I are, we kind of breathe a greater sigh of uh, uh, relief. But things didn't click overnight We are, the the word that I'm consumed by is adapting. We are adapting continuously and I'm feeling that energy of adaptation much more over the last several weeks since we began to socialize more and go out more. I'm feeling that need to adapt. Can you speak to a little bit about that and how we can be more open to adapting to what's going on?
1: Well, first of all, I think using the word adapting as opposed to changing gives a little bit of a softer
0: trajectory Mm -hmm, mm
1: -hmm. because there's a lot of trial and error. So let's take the first adaptation. The first adaptation was becoming super hyper vigilant about leaving the house. So leaving our homes because there was fear involved so we had to take a step back and then remaining at home when we're used to going out is that was an adaptation in its own right because our impulse was to leave or our impulse might have been to go shopping or our impulse might have been to meet up with friends and hug them but we had to think twice and i guess that's a way that i would talk about adaptation is thinking twice and the twice is thinking the old way, and then thinking the new way, the way initially that was prescribed for us, initially, initially by the CDC. And then we had to adjust to a a, a way of life that did not include going to work in our buildings or going to record in our studios or going to eat out in, in our restaurants. The adaptation that we had to go through as consumers, and then the huge adaptation that each provider, whether it was a retail provider or a food provider or a restaurant provider, had to go through. And all the way through, even until now, as we might notice, that re- retailers have a sign on the door, some of them still require masks.
0: And I always think of um, adapting, whether it be small or large process, that it's sort of like stretches a brain a little bit. Uh, just, you know, uh, today, I was adapting to a new way of doing our podcast, because my Mac is having problems with the hard drive. And I am using an iPad, and I see you there clearly, beautifully. And so I had to download the app, get into Zoom. And it was really an adaptation process. And as I'm going through it, I'm saying, okay, this is good for me, because I am learning to be more patient. But that takes us to another, to another area, which is patience and possibility. So let's talk about that too.
1: Well, let's talk about that. But even more fundamental, you use the L word, and it isn't love, although that's a part of it, it's learning. And so yeah. our mindfulness, our consciousness about saying, okay, this is different, but I'm going to do my best to stay aware to see what works, and then to, to notice that I'm creating a new pattern, an alternative way of doing things. And that was the really big breakthrough for most of our population, which was finding new ways to stay socially connected, finding new ways to work, finding new ways yes. to have to meet our Families' needs, our children's needs, our own needs. So that whole learning process did stretch everybody. It did expand everyone. And I just want to say that, you know, the old Darwin quote, survival of the fittest, it wasn't really survival of the fittest, what he actually described. What he described was survival of those who are most efficient at
0: adaptation. Right. That's right. Right, Right. who could manage the changes, the environment and the world earth was changing, the species that could adapt best to the changes that were occurring survived. Dinosaurs, on the other hand, are no longer here.
1: I've been thinking of those dinosaurs. (laughs) I've been relating to them, you know, So, into (laughs) one of the topics that we will talk about this fall is the relocation phenomenon. And why are people relocating? Well, we happen to be in Arizona, so we can see, again, up close and personal, that the heat wave and the fires and the inconveniences and the water issues are inspiring people to move out of, let's just use California as an example, and moving to Idaho, moving to Montana, moving to Arizona. That the whole phenomenon of relocation is up in technicolor now for all of us to relate to. So, coming attraction, we're going to definitely be taking a look at at um, you know reimagining what relocation means and what relocation means for the identity of any given person who has grown up in one place and is now living in another.
0: You know what always cracks me up something like. Doing the Zoom call today and changing things up, whether it be due to health or something. When I think of the word patience, it just cracks me up because you and I are about to publish our next relieflet called Patience and Possibility. And so We, the experts on the benefits of patience, it cracks me up because I say to myself, well, I have to be patient about this because if I can't be patient and share that with our followers, what it means to be patient, then how can they learn from that? So it just cracks me up. So talk a little bit about our new book. I'm so excited about it.
1: We're calling it
0: an experience, right? An experience. It's not a book.
1: It's an experience a book, and it will be. Um, a, it will be po- plenty of podcasts, but it will also be webinars, and it will also become part of the course of managing change and transition. But the whole patients thing did arise because, especially obvious um, through the pandemic time, as people really demanding to know when this was a relatively new phenomenon to have an unknown virus that needed to be tracked and measured and experimented with and compare and contrast. And there were so many functions that needed to happen before we even got clear about what we were dealing with. And it was amazing how many people were totally impatient about that, as if we're supposed to know
0: We're supposed to know, right? And hence the idea of paradox, right? We talk about that quite a bit, that uh, we typically have been uh, taught uh, that uh, you want to get going. You want to have tasks. You want to have objectives. You want to have goals. You want to arrive there. You want to get to the point. So there's no patience there.
1: As soon as possible is, is the last part of that phrase as soon as possible. And certainly in our culture, it's even way more so than many other countries in the world. And the impatience um, aspect um, definitely breeds frustration and anger. Which are not good for the person who is experiencing those things yeah. and definitely not good for anybody around someone who's experiencing a partner case.
0: or a spouse, a friend, whoever, children, children, children
1: you know, yes. who, who are modeling that uh, or who are watching that and who are feeling their own impatience and their own not knowing. Because not only were we taught, but we've more, I would use the word, we've been conditioned. Because we didn't, we weren't at birth rushing around. You know, we were taking our time looking at our toes, sucking yes. on our fingers, tasting new things. We were taking our own little organic time. Right. We got conditioned over conditioned. time, right? The, and conditioning is to be exposed to something and then over and over to be rewarded for that. Okay, so that it becomes habit, it becomes second nature. And so it's very interesting clinically, if I might just have a minute to say this, that one of the things that we have experienced and seen a lot of is that in emerging from our cloistered state, from our, you know, separated state, we now have the world in front of us again. And I guess if I were to draw a cartoon of it, it it's sort of like a cat who is, a, you know, kind of new at open the door and looking around outside. And cats are super cautious when they don't know what the environment is. And so everybody sort of became that way, kind of forcibly slowed down. And I remember my first day in the car when we were allowed to, to, I don't know, somehow my first day in the car after all of this, or even after I had foot surgery last year. And the first day in the car, people were like zooming around in their cars. And my nervous system had so downshifted that I was like, where's everybody going in such a hurry? You know, we, it took some getting used to. So that that's another part of the adaptation
0: process. That's right. Getting used to is adapting, right? It's experiencing those transitions that we are going through and uh, getting used to them and how, the impact that they have on us and how we feel about those. So, Patience and possibility, right, big on our list of upcoming discussions and podcasts. And we have others as well. But I just want to take a moment to recognize AARP Arizona and how they are supporting us and continue to support us in delivering this. Because, of course, there are expenses involved with production and We are so grateful to them for their support. And I can't wait to get into our programs over the next six months because they're so aligned with what ARP's mission in life is.
1: Yes. And their mission in life is so attuned to the population of people over 50. But it's been our experience that. the kinds of things that we have perhaps a little bit more time and space and a little bit more perspective and vision um, being over 50 are still the same kinds of things that people in every age group are talking about, thinking about, concerned about. So I think that AARP- yeah has given us the time to slow down a little bit and examine that's that's what they are doing they are slowing things down enough to examine the influences that are affecting society so we thank arp for those those perspectives
0: Yes, and I wanted to add that we work with people in various ages, whether through your clients or whether through our web developer or administrative assistant, the adorable Amy, Um, we work with people across all ages and the feedback that we get is that these themes, these topics are certainly viable and relevant and useful across multiple age groups.
1: And we have so much more to say. And so we're going to leave this conversation today as our introductory podcast to fall 2021 and our coming attractions. And we will see you again next time.
0: Okay. And what I'm hoping is that we get more poetry in our life because you have loved poetry for so long. And I am being enamored by it. We have several poems that we wrote in our ebook. So uh, in the future, we'll be able to end our podcast with a sweet poem. Absolutely.
1: Thank you for this conversation, Barbara Peters.
0: And Dr. Andrea Goldmarks with Boom Talk Media. We can't wait to chat with you again
1: soon.